Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I am Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast about tea and friendship. Um, I don't understand what either of those two things are. What's tea? What's friendship? What's a podcast, okay. honestly? Podcast. Audio medium. You're listening to it right now. It, uh, wow. Okay. It comes through Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Um, maybe you use Podcast Addict. That was the old app I used to use on my Android. Um, maybe you use Stitcher. I don't know. I'm probably one of those. Those are, those are the big ones. But if you use a different one, uh, that's also fun. That's what a podcast is. Uh, what is okay, tea? Okay, thank you. What's, yeah, what's tea? Tea is a um, typically a, a, a beverage that is brewed hot um, and largely consumed hot, although it can also be consumed iced. And it is made from um, generally leaves, but possibly also fruit and beans and um, other random assortments of things occasionally flowers occasionally oh flowers that's a big one uh, occasionally emily and i get um teas with uh sprinkles in them think of a life cycle of a plant pretty much at any stage in a plant's life it can be used yeah in tea like when a plant is a sprinkle um <laughs> all plants are sprinkles all plants are sprinkles um that is tea we'll be drinking that we'll get to more of that later um friends are what emily and i are (laughs) let's see uh when two or more people have a shared um uh shared interests (laughs) and uh enjoy the company of each other um period Oh, that was the best definition of friendship I have ever heard. Um, let me just stitch that into a pillow. <laughs> that would be a pretty good pillow, I think, <laughs> to be honest. You should put that on your, stitch that, put it on your new couch you're getting. Oh, guys, I'm getting a new couch. Um, and it's going to have a new pillow on it, too, as soon as Emily makes that. Okay, it takes me a while. I'm, I'm a little backed up on my cross stitch, so it's going to be a bit. Okay, well, you'll have a new couch and you'll want to cross stitch all the time on it. Um, and then the, the, the name, the sort of, uh, portmanteau or the sort of pun, I'm not really sure how to describe the name of the podcast, but, um, I would describe it as a pun. Yeah. It's sort of a pun. It's, um, an unfunny pun, but, um, we are, we have topics that I don't, I don't know what Emily's topic is going to be later today. Spoiler. It's her topic. Uh, last week was my topic. What? Oh no. (laughs) You, you got to be ready. <laughs> Guys, listeners, don't worry. I am ready. I know the topic. Matt does not. Yeah. So um, it will be, it is to be determined. And and honestly, you, the listener, if you heard our challenge from last week, you might not know what the topic is either. Um, our challenge of don't look at the episode title before you listen to it. <laughs> um, I just want to point out that this podcast is the podcast about tea and friendship, but Matt is currently drinking a LaCroix, <laughs> which... Yeah. In no way is it tea. Um, well, can I give it one way that it's 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 sort of like a tea? Yeah, but no, I'm going to be mad about it no matter what. Um, it is fruit flavored, which many teas are fruit flavored. Okay, I'm mad about it. Let's move on. I have further furthermore. 
You could call it a fruit infusion. Yeah. Um, also, it has zero calories, much like tea, until you add sugar and stuff into it. Okay. Listen, I, my tea is still scalding hot, so I'm having some LaCroix, and uh, I'm trying to make sure I don't uh, lose my voice during this podcast. <laughs> okay, 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 fine. Um, um, this is the chit-chat part of the podcast, um, and uh, <laughs> what, what do we, we got to chit-chat about? Um, you, uh, or you get a new couch. I, uh, I can't. Uh, I'm getting a new couch <laughs> this weekend. Let's move on. <laughs> wow. Just talk about stress. Um, um, I would just be grateful that I have a new couch and that it's coming. I'd be excited that it's coming. I am excited about it. Um, I also, I ordered what I refer to as fancy soda, but what you might know as San Pellegrino, mm. um, that I first had while at your home. Um, and it's supposed to be coming this weekend as well. And I can't wait for my fancy soda. I am. I got a variety pack. Wow. I, um, I, I, I really influenced your life. <laughs> In just that one way. In that one way. <laughs> no other ways. Um, um, but yeah, I refer to it as fancy soda because I think it's fancy. And it's good. I, I mean, it is it's kind of fancy. It's Italian soda, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's a pack of 14, but there's two of each brand. Very nice. Um, Listen, I'm excited about it. I'm allowed to be excited about my fancy soda. I'm excited for you. Thank God. Listen, I love this soda. It's one of my favorite sodas, too. <laughs> um, I recently had the Clementine one, and it was good. Almost better than the Blood Orange, which is my favorite. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what my favorite is. I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> I like them all, maybe. <laughs> what is your favorite non-tea drink that is not water? Well, it would never be water anyways. I know. I just want to just, in case anyone out there was thinking, oh, I'm going to say water and be annoying. It's not an acceptable answer. Okay. My favorite non-tea drink, and it can be anything you, anything you drink. What is it? Like I mean, a, like it comes through a straw. Is that the, is that the regulation? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you could drink more, you could drink like laundry detergent, but let's, let's be real about this. <laughs> An actual drink. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Well, what's my favorite? The thing I think that tastes the best the thing i would have like maybe the most often or like are there any are there any guidelines to this because i feel like that changes my answer you you're thirsty and you just want something to drink oh i'm thirsty that's see that does change my answer okay Um, just (laughs) mine's pepsi (laughs) or mcdonald's coke (laughs) uh fountain soda coke is pretty great uh, or fountain soda soda just like is so much better than uh, not fountain soda. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Before you said the thirsty part, I would have said um, I probably would have said a vanilla milkshake. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, but I wouldn't drink that if I was thirsty. That's okay. the trick. Okay. What would you drink if you're thirsty? Um, well, if I'm really thirsty, I'm going for I'm going for probably yellow Gatorade. <laughs> If I need to like quench a thirst. But is that like really your favorite drink? No, this is why we have different rules on this. I, I think if I just wanted to drink something for pleasure, I would go with Bark's Root Beer. Okay, see, that's all I wanted to know. I know, I know that's what you really wanted. <laughs> but what would I be if I wasn't giving you a hard time? <laughs> that's true, that's true. Hey, Matt, 
This isn't a soda podcast, though. Sadly, I could talk about soda. This is a tea podcast. Yep. And do you know what it's time for? Time for a song, I think. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. Are we talking tea today? (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't finish up it because I was laughing at myself. Uh We're talking tea today, guys. Um, That theme song was brought to you by a... Uh, a cup holder thing. Oh my god! And a cup of tea. A coaster. Uh, a coaster, yes. Matt, what yeah. tea are you drinking this day? Oh god, I should probably have a sip of it first, huh? And I just took a sip uh, of this tea. I think the listener could hear that sip. <laughs> I know. I just wanted everyone to know. <laughs> um, I am drinking a a tea I've never had before. Um, it is, uh, by the Adagio Tea Company. We've had a, a couple of times on the podcast. Um, this is from, uh, this is a free sample I got from them when, um, listeners from a few weeks, maybe a month ago or so heard I had, um, some Thai tea as my tea on the, on the podcast and, um, when we ordered that Thai tea, it came with a couple of samples, actually. Wow, wow, wow. Although one of them is not of a tea, so that one will not be on the podcast. It's a, What is it a sample of? It's like a spice? It's a Mexican hot chocolate. Ooh. Um, so it's going to be really good, but it's not a tea. Decidedly not a tea. Mm-mm. Uh, but this one is a tea. It, it is called White Blueberry. Uh, it unsurprisingly is a white tea. It sounds like it's right up your alley. <laughs> sure is. Uh, ingredients are white tea, blueberries, and natural blueberry flavor. Wow, wow, sounds wow. like it might be up your alley, too. You know I love blueberries. Um, I'll let you know that I steeped this for five minutes at um, 180 degrees Fahrenheit, which is um, 32 degrees under um, boiling for, for those keeping track. So it is a tea that you have at less than boiling temperature. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, can I see this packaging? Uh, here it is. It's this little tiny bag. Was um, it a bag of tea or a... It was loose leaf inside of this little bag. Uh, you can on their website buy it either by the ounce or in full leaf pyramids. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay, so I, I guess I get I want to I want to get into this tea. I want to break it down. I want to I want to dissect this tea. Well, let in me terms of parts, pieces, and flavors. Well, let me tell you what um, they say about it first. Oh, yes. <laughs> White blueberry tea blends together the taste of juicy blueberries with premium white tea from Fujian Province, China. Very fragrant, like freshly harvested high bush blueberries. The aromatic variety, soft, rounded mouthfeel with a clean, refreshing finish. White blueberry tea is a customer favorite, delectable both hot or iced. Wow. A common refrain in the copy for tea, <laughs> that you can have it hot or iced. Um, I do think this one sounds like it would be good iced. A fruity blueberry tea iced? Mm, give it to me. <laughs> um, however, oh, now let's break it down. How strong is that blueberry flavor? Very, it's very blueberry. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like fresh blueberry, not like blueberry flavor at all. And not, not um, I want, chemical at all. It's very fresh tasting. I want the listeners to know that I can see Matt drink this tea. Um, and I can like see, I'm like looking down into his cup of tea. And you would think a blueberry tea would like be blue or purple. And unless I'm seeing it wrong, it's not. It's just a regular color of tea. I would say it's got a hint of blue. Okay. Uh, it's like tinted blue, but it is mostly like, yeah, like a, whatever, like it's like a golden blue. (laughs) How strong is the white tea flavor? Uh, well, it's definitively a white tea. I'll say that it doesn't taste, um, you know, I, I, like white tea could be tricky, um, because I feel like part of its, um, appeal is that it is like a lighter flavor. But it certainly does not taste like either black or green tea. It's not giving like if I think that's almost the better way of doing of describing it. Like how close to green or black tea does it taste? <laughs> and I would say it tastes like neither of those things. Um, it's kind of it's it's definitely a, a refreshing taste. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's 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 beautiful in its simplicity. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got to say, I wish I could be drinking this tea right now. Yeah. I kind of wish you could try it too. <laughs> wow. Well, Maybe I wish that every week. Wow. Well, <laughs> Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're having a great time here. Matt. Yes. Are you ready for the question? Uh, yeah. Okay, Matthew. Would you say that this white blueberry tea by Adagio Tea is... Your cup of tea or not your cup of tea this is my cup of tea um i could i i actually i could see myself buying more of this it's pretty good wow uh, that sample really worked on you <laughs> i do need more tea in my life uh maybe maybe in like a month when i run out of all the teas i have i actually i, I forgot to mention one thing it says on the bag uh in big letters above the tea name it says try portions <laughs> uh i don't know what that means (laughs) i think it probably means like these are like the portions to try like i guess but i don't know why it's phrased like that you could just write sample or one cup or or just like enjoy this or something um yeah i don't know Um, um my cup of tea Matt, I want to reiterate to the listeners so you feel like you are even more able to do it. But at Matt's home, we have a bunch of teas that we have not had yet. Um, and I, I think Matt should just drink those during this time of socially distanced podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. That's fine. I take your advice. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Emily. Yes. I assume that on your end, although I do not know, <laughs> that you are also drinking a tea. I thought you would never ask me about it, honestly. I haven't. I have. I don't think I've seen you actually drink any of it yet, because either you have done it, either you haven't had any, or you've done it while I wasn't looking. <laughs> uh, no, I've drank it. Em- I've drank like a third of the cup. Wow, Emily, what is this tea you're drinking? I am drinking coffee bean and tea leaf. Whole leaf flavored black tea, apricot, Ceylon tea. (laughs) 
And these are the three descripting words. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Apricot. Marigold. Fruity. Wow. Um, uh. this, oh, the aroma of this tea is fruity. The body is full. And the flavor is apricot. Um, so, can you taste the apricot? Yes. Have you ever had a, a, a fresh apricot? Is that a food you've yes. had? Okay. Yes, I have. Um, this tea, I do taste the apricot. I do think I get the florally marigolds. Do you want me to read the copy? Um, yes. Thank God. Okay, it says our story. We combined the juicy ripe flavor of the summer's best apricots with our exclusive Bogwantala Estate Ceylon black tea from the beautiful island of Sri Lanka. We added a touch of marigold flowers to create a memorable and distinctive full-bodied tea with a fruity aroma bursting with the distinctive fragrance of an apricot season at its fullest. Wow. Um, and where, where, how did you get this tea? Did you buy this tea? Um, thank you so much for asking because I was, what is the thing to talk about next? I got this tea when my mother and I, shouts to my mom, um, went to Washington, D.C. last September. Um, and we stayed at this hotel. Um, and they had like a little, I guess, uh, like a food, like a, a place where you could buy tea not a food court but just like a little and I wouldn't quite describe it as a coffee shop either just like a little it had like a little cafe and then there were like some food things you can buy mm -hmm. but um they sold this tea and we bought it um it's actually it comes with 20 tea bags and we got another kind too and my mom took 10 of these and I took 10 of these so we split them up so we could each have them that's just some good sharing we were, were very good sharers in the Reagan's household um <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I got this tea, and I've had it ever since. And I actually um, have one tea bag left after this podcast. Wow, so you've had this eight other times prior to today? To today? Yes, I am. Um, and it kind of pushed back, so I kind of forgot that it, not so much forgot that it existed. Um, that's Taylor Swift's song. Um, but it just, you know, I have a lot of teas, and sometimes they get, they get moved around. What's the Taylor Swift song? I forgot that you existed. Oh, okay. That's a oh, lot. It's, it's, it's a long title. It, it's the first song off Lover. It's a great song. It's super petty. Um, and it's definitely about her ex-boyfriend, Calvin Harris, who sucks. Um, also, it could also be about Carly Kloss, who she used to be friends with, but she's not anymore. Um, did we have? Did we talk about this on the Lover episode of this podcast? Yeah, because I referenced how... Carly Kloss is married to a Kushner, and no one wants to, no one should want to be friends with her. Oh, well. Um, um, well, anyways, everyone go check out that episode of the podcast. <laughs> and go listen to I Forgot That You Existed by Taylor Swift. It's a good song. Um, but yeah, that's how I got this tea. Uh, it is fruity. I would say it also is a little floral. Um, so here's a question. It said that it had apricot, marigold, and fruity flavor. Is it fruity... Outside of it, of the apricot? <laughs> no. Hmm. See, the apricot is the reason it's fruity. Weird that it's a second adjective. That's all I'm saying. No, it's technically the third. Uh, yeah. That... Apricot, marigold, 
fruity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Technically, it's the first adjective because the first two are nouns. Um, right? Let's see. A noun is I'm a try- person, place, or a thing. An apricot is a thing, and a marigold is a thing. I'm trying to think if it's if it's a flavor, then it's actually the noun is being used as an adjective for the flavor, which is the noun, right? Is that right? Like if something is if something is apricot flavored, apricot is not the noun there. It is it is in fact the adjective. Or or apricot flavor is the adjective, and then the T is the noun. I think though, without the context, like if you look at the packaging, it literally just says those three words. It doesn't say like apricot tea. It just says apricot. Right, but it's using all three of them as adjectives to the flavor of the tea. Either way, fruit is the third word. (laughs) I I, I definitely agree with you that apricot uh, and marigold are generally nouns. I feel like they're being used as adjectives here. Um, if you're curious, per serving, it's five calories. Wow. Um, more calories than I had predicted earlier when I was discussing tea having zero calories. That's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up. And technically I'm having two servings, so that's 10 calories. Wow. Thank you for your integrity, uh, on this podcast. Try to see if my tea has any. My tea, by the way, low caffeine. Oh, um, I don't see my, mine doesn't have, mine doesn't have any sort of, uh, health instructions. <laughs> so I'm going to assume it's zero calories. Uh, Emily. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what brand was this again? Uh, coffee, bean, and tea leaf. That's the brand? Yeah. Why are they called that? Um, <laughs> the coffee, bean, and tea leaf. Um, uh, do you find this uh, coffee bean and tea leaf apricot Cylon tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matthew, thank you so much for asking. It's my cup of tea. Um, you know, I have fond memories of getting it with my mommy, so that's fun. But I also just independently, I think it's a solid tea. It's a nice tea to wake up to. It's a good morning tea. Um, yeah, it's my cup of tea. Good morning tea. That's what good I say every Good morning, apricot tea. I wake up, I look at my tea, and I go, good morning, tea. <laughs> Your tea is already made when you wake up? It's just there ready for you? Um, no, but I can say hi to the tins. Oh, that's true. At night, I say good night, tins. <laughs> good night, tea. <laughs> After this recording, I should show you every single one of the teas I have, so you can understand what I'm actually saying when I say I have a lot of tea. Uh-huh. I could show you what I have going on now. So now you know, I my <laughs> the amount of tea I have is only greater than it was before. <laughs> I have all these nice tins now. I bought all these fancy, pretty tins from um, from T uh, two. <laughs> oh. um, okay, tea talk done. Tea talk complete. <laughs> That thud was Emily smashing her tea container with a spoon. <laughs> Matt, uh, I think it's time for uh, my new favorite segment. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that's my favorite segment. Um, I think I created it, but yes, it is your favorite. <laughs> uh, I need to fill time for one second. 
Emily is looking very <laughs> close to her surroundings for more musical instruments. I believe she has two either markers or highlighters. Um, I guess a, a highlighter is a marker? Or is a highlighter it... is a... All, all highlighters are markers, but not all markers are highlighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say these are markers. Okay. You would not highlight something with them? No, they're too thin. They're like... Thin little markers. They are neon colored. Well, they're, I mean, in a pinch, you could use them, but that's not what I would use them for. I'm just trying to it's, defend my confusion. <laughs> okay. Checking in on Pest Topics with Matt and Emily. <laughs> nice percussions. Um, Matt, let's check in on some past topics. Uh, last week, your topic was total annihilation. Uh-huh. Have you been playing it ever since? <laughs> um... No, I, I guess I haven't played it since we last recorded, um, which is less than a week ago <laughs> uh, in recording time. But uh, that's because there's a new season of Fortnite. So if I may check in with an even previouser <laughs> episode of the podcast, <laughs> uh, a new season of Fortnite started. It's the summer season. Um, so I've been playing that a little bit. They flooded the map. They, they made it covered in water. <laughs> and um, it's slowly draining and slowly revealing the old map. But um, they got a lot of summertime uh, things going on. They're, speaking of favorite drinks, they, they reintroduced the, uh, the soda in the game, which is this, uh, it's, it's a, it gives you health. So if you splash yourself with soda, you get health, and it's like a summertime thing. <laughs> I do love fancy soda. Um Okay, um, I was going to say something about Fortnite. Oh, I remember. Um, I'm pretty sure in Hunger Games, one of the things that they do to, to bother the contestants is that they flood the map in parts. But am I making that up, or is it just a tidal wave? Um, this, is a, this is a series of movies I have seen, but I do not remember if this happened. It sounds like it might have happened. Hey, Hunger Games fans out there... Um, Fill me in. I feel like it's in the first book, but I can't quite remember. I definitely feel like there's some sort of water activity. Well, now there's only really Hunger Games. The Hunger Games are really only in the first, first and or second book. First uh, and second. But then they're not in the later things. There's no more okay. games. Is there? Is there three of them? There is three books for sure. Yeah, so it's in the first two. There's the Hunger Games in the first one and the second one. Um, I know in the first two movies. Um, <laughs> There are, there are Hunger Games, and there are four movies, but they split the second yes, book they split into that. two parts. No, there's no Hunger Games in the third one. Or is everything the Hunger Games? Wow, maybe life is one big Hunger Game. Hmm. Um, Matt, Matt I, speaking of another children's book. Um, <laughs> A book written for children and easily re- read by them. <laughs> in a timely manner. That- Books that can be read truly in a day by a child. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. You know, please stop bullying me, okay? <laughs> a dedicated child, um, you know, of average reading level, really, could read this book in max four days. Um, I guess. I guess my question for you is, uh, on top of all the bullying, is Matt, have you read any of Harry Potter in the past week? Now, Emily. Emily knows damn well. <laughs> Because she talked. Oh, to I me, know damn well. She talked to me about fifteen hours ago. 
And unless she thinks I read <laughs> Harry Potter and didn't play Fortnite as soon as we stopped talking yesterday, <laughs> um, I did not read any of this Harry Potter. I must defend myself briefly in saying that I was never a dedicated child. So what makes you think I would be a dedicated adult? <laughs> um, I think I've been over this before. I, I, I was briefly really into reading. <laughs> and then school reading ruined it for me. Um, I was big into the Animorphs series of books uh, where um, some children could turn into animals <laughs> they were teenagers i consider teenagers to be children uh, you're not you're a child until you're an adult and you're not an adult until you're 21 in my book <laughs> uh i have harsh rules but they're the rules and um uh oh yeah so i used to read these animorphs books and i was crazy about them and then I think I was, I was reading them pretty hard for like a year. And then I had to do like summer reading and you know, they make you read certain books in school and I did, just didn't want to read any of the books they wanted to make me read. But then I couldn't read my animals anymore because that meant like, I like, it's like that weird thing where you're like, uh, you know, I can't read this other book cause I should be reading the book I'm supposed to read. So then you just read no books. That's sort of what happened to me. <laughs> and this uh, makes me sad for you. It does. It makes me sad for myself too. It makes me angry about uh, required reading. Uh, and now I know, sure, some one might say that uh, requiring reading is good, in that I would read books um, of more intelligence than the Animorphs books. But my rebuttal to that would be, I just didn't read those either. <laughs> so it kind of backfired, and I just went online and I cheated for every almost every one of my summer book reports from like, I want to say like seventh grade on, like, I just like didn't read any of them. And sorry, all my teachers ever, I did not read any summer reading books. I am pretty sure we never really got summer reading. I don't know if, it, I mean, I'm sure it was like a school district or like the state or something like dictates like how that works, how the curriculum works. Um, but I just remember getting like them, um, probably from like sixth grade on or something. I don't, I don't really remember. Um, I don't know. <laughs> really sorry for you. Me too. But <laughs> it still does not make up for the fact that you have had this book for... Mm, Let me check the weather. Nine months now. You're checking the and weather. And you're checking the weather? Let's see. Um... I will read this book on, oh wait, I need the 10-day forecast. Not because I need 10 days, but because I don't want the hourly forecast. Um, I will read this book. Um, wow, 80% chance of rain, 80, 50. I will read this book. I will go to the park tomorrow, and I will read this book. Okay, I expect you to be finished with it tomorrow. And if it is... <laughs> well, I won't finish it. If it is raining, I will go to the park. I would guess I would probably go to the park around uh, 1 in the afternoon. Because then I can take my lunch break. If it is raining at 1, <laughs> then I will have to push my reading date back to... I will have to read on Friday. <laughs> I'm just hearing a bunch of excuses for you not reading it. No, so these aren't I'm excuses. These aren't excuses. 
this is me putting a date down so then I know that I should do it that day. Um, I also know I'll do a better job if I go to the park because then I can uh, isolate myself from things. <laughs> Fortnite, Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, anything that requires a screen. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go tomorrow at 1 if it is not raining. And if it is raining tomorrow, I will go Friday also at 1. <laughs> well, I look forward to our check-in next week. All right, I'm going to do it. should be noted we were recording this on a Tuesday, so that's why I'm listing off weird dates. <laughs> um, so one of my friends um, in college, her name was Rachel. Shouts to Rachel. She's still my friend. She lives in Chicago. Um, she um, worked at Target briefly when we were in school, and she really only – she would work there just a few days a week, but not, but not often, but she would work on Tuesdays. Whenever she would go to work on Tuesdays, she would sing a song that goes, went, on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, I go to work. And so whenever anyone still to this day says, on a Tuesday, or on Tuesday, I think, how Rachel has to go to work. Wow. Long lasting. You should tell her that story. I don't think she listens. <laughs> you should tell her to listen to this podcast, this episode. And then maybe she'd be hooked for life. Um which reminds me, everyone should tell someone out there to listen to uh, an episode of TBD. And then uh, if everyone who listens to this episode tells someone else to listen, then we uh, would double our audience. That's how math works. <laughs> hey, do you have anything you want to check in with me about? Um, I, I, I asked you about Lover, or we talked about Lover. <laughs> um, I actually don't have any notes, and I looked for them, and I, thought, I felt like I thought I took notes, but I did not. Um, did you want to talk about anything or should we move on? No, I was just checking in, checking in before we check out. Yeah, I, I looked before the, we recorded and I, I was like, I thought I wrote something down, but turns out I did not. Looking at my notebook okay. right now. We are um, done checking in about past topics. We are checking out of the check-in. I like that better. Keep that, <laughs> keep that one. Okay. Um. It's my topic time, but I can't lead. I can't lead the discussion. That's all I'll say. Um, well, I'm I'm running down, checking out of the check-in. <laughs> uh, so Emily, um, you have a topic. Oh boy! And yeah. I have no clue what this topic is. That would be the to be determined part of our name. At this point in time. As I pull my timer up on my phone so I can hold you to a strict half an hour. Um, <laughs> what is your topic this week? Okay, now, in listeners, there's been a few times in the past two episodes where you've tried to encroach on this topic. And I have been Whoa. mad at you both times. Not really mad, but I'm like, Matt, stop talking. Encroaching on a topic. You're encroaching on my topic. Last week during the check-in, you asked me about moving. And I gave you a very short answer. Because I knew my next topic was going to be about moving. And today, you asked me about my couch. And I was like, I can't be talking about my couch right now. That's my topic about moving. Guys, my topic today is moving. I want to let you know that I picked up on how curt you were being to me last week about moving. And I was like, I was like, okay, I guess I won't talk about this. Fuck me for bringing it up. <laughs> Uh, you were encroaching on my topic. And and you were being rude as hell. <laughs> I might have been rude, but I couldn't just shout, stop talking. Um, um, 
so we're going to talk. You can ask me all of your moving questions now. Um, so listeners, I recently I don't have any anymore. I'm done. I don't have any questions anymore. I had them last week. <laughs> and I was treated curtly. <laughs> I'm sorry that I treated you curtly. I tried to give you a hint yesterday about what my topic was going to be. And I told but you I I'd listen get... to the, I told you I'd listen to the episode to figure it out and then I just didn't. <laughs> I listen, But let I it be known that I remember you being curt. <laughs> uh, I just didn't I wanted to save the topic for the topic. I'm talking about moving today. I just moved to a new apartment from Bushwick to Hamilton Heights. Um, but it's not the only move I've made in my life. I've moved a few times. And I know Matt's moved a few times. Sure. Um, and, you know, I just want to talk about moving. How we move. What's important to us when we move. How much it sucks. How many times do you think you've moved in your life? I was actually thinking about this. So... When I was seven, we moved to the house we live in currently. Um, and then I moved into the dorms. And I did two dorm years. And then I moved into a house. Well, all right, um, how many, all right, how many dorms did you live in? Two different dorms? Yeah. Okay, uh, so first house, second house, first dorm, second dorm. Um, then we moved into a house. This is a college house. A college, yeah. And then I moved... I was there for two years, and I moved to another house um, post-college. Is this in Ohio still, or no? Uh, still in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to a dorm in New, Jer- New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this fully counts. Then I moved to a subletting place in Brooklyn I'm for a ca- couple oh, months. I'm going to count it. Okay. Then from there, I moved into an apartment in New Jersey. And then from there, I moved to my first apartment in New York. And then I was there for a year, and I moved to my second apartment in New York. Mm-hmm. Where I was until uh, about a week and a half ago. And now I'm at my current apartment. Okay, so you've lived in 12 places. Wow, wow, wow. Which means you've had 11 moves. And <laughs> by the fence post counting... Uh, <laughs> Um, phenomenon, um, which I think we brought up many months back, <laughs> uh, but is a, always a good thing to remind us of with when it comes to math. Um, so I'm going to guess those first couple moves weren't very hard. Um, the one when you were seven. Uh, no, I don't remember it very I mean, I remember moving to the new house, but I don't remember it very well. It probably wasn't too bad. Um, how, um, what do you think your most, um, what do you think the most difficult move was physically and what the most difficult move was emotionally? That's a good question. Um, thank you. <laughs> I'd say physically was my move from my first apartment in Brooklyn to my second apartment in Brooklyn. And that was the most um, recent, that's the most recent one or that's a different one? Um, yeah, the time before this one. Okay. Um, and it was because it was just me and my mom, um, and I was moving, I literally moved two blocks down the street, um, and because of that, we were like, oh, we can do it ourselves, we'll be fine, um, and so we had a little wheelie cart, and we, like, physically, like, moved stuff, the two blocks, we would fill up the car every once in a while, like, we put the mattress on top of the roof, um, but it was, like, the hottest day of all time, truly, that's not true, but it was really hot, like, so hot. And uh, we were both just so physically drained by the end of the day. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that. There you go. Uh, now emotionally. <laughs> oh, God, that's hard. Um, was it, um, was it when you were seven? Cause that was weird. Was it going to college? Cause you were leaving home. Was it, uh, moving to New Jersey? Cause that's a weird state. Was it moving um, to New York? Well, uh, moving into college was, I wouldn't say it was super hard cause I really wasn't that far away from my parents and I still saw them fairly often. Although I do remember crying when they left. Um, oh emotionally hard i don't know <laughs> that mean they're all emotionally hard isn't see i think one of the things interesting about moving is even though you kind of want to move and you like you did the process to move it's still emotionally it's taxing um just like i so i moved from my last apartment where i lived for five years and to this new apartment and i'd been wanting to move for a while i wanted my own place i wanted to be closer to work like, these are all things I really wanted, but still when it, like, I started to pack up my stuff, I just, like, could not stop crying. Um, I cry a lot, just generally, but I found this one, it, it was, it was hard because I'd spent so much time in that place. Like, it was the longest consecutive time I'd spent in one apartment pretty much since, you know, I moved out of my home. Uh, Five years, that's a big, old, that's a big chunk. Yeah. Um. And I had so much stuff and I like, I'd been there so long. It was like exactly how I wanted it to be. It like felt cozy. Um, it was like a little tree house. I had to walk up this, like, it was like a loft. My room, the whole apartment was a three bedroom, but my room was up in a loft. And um, it was my favorite part about the apartment that my room felt like a tree house. <laughs> um, so it was just, it was just really hard. And I also hadn't been there for three months when we started to pack up stuff because of the pandemic, I was in Ohio. Um, so maybe that one was, I don't know if that was the most emotionally hard. I don't know, that's a hard question for me, I don't know. But <laughs> it. But even though I wanted to move, it was still really, it was difficult. But then, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. I, I'd say for each of my moves, I, I felt, a, you know, bittersweet, just a pang of sadness. What about the sublet? Did you feel that way with the sublet? <laughs> No, not really. I guess not. <laughs> um, it was a nice apartment, though. It was actually in your area pro uh, by Prospect Park. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't remember the exact address, but it was closer to the Parkside stop. Um, yeah. Um, Do you know what street it was? No. Okay. I could look it up, but I don't, I don't know. Um, but it, it was a nice apartment. It was a really big room. It's probably way more expensive now. Um, but it never really felt like mine because I knew it was just a sublet. Maybe that's why it wasn't so difficult. It didn't yeah. feel like mine. It's kind of like um, just staying in an Airbnb or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess let's talk a little bit about your moves. Okay. What are some moves you've made? Um, well, let me, think, let me think how many places I've lived. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. Okay. Should well, I keep track this time? I, I mean, I was... Uh, you sure, if you want. Uh, I lived somewhere till I was one. <laughs> okay. Then we moved into my childhood home that my parents still occupy. Okay. Then I went to college. 
uh, let's see, freshman dorm, then sophomore dorm, then um, middle middle year dorm, <laughs> and then I think I did a summer dorm that I was there for like four months, three months, four months, like pro actually probably probably May May. May, June, July, August. Yeah, four months. <laughs> and then um, junior year dorm, <laughs> senior year dorm. <laughs> um, and then first, oh, and then I moved home. I actually moved back to my parents' house. I don't, that's not a new place I lived, but it's a move for sure. <laughs> like okay. I fully moved home, like I fully moved home. Then my first apartment in Boston, my second apartment in Boston, uh, my one and only apartment in Cambridge, and then my one and only apartment in New York. Wow. So let me, let me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. You moved 12 times. And then, um... Probably doesn't count, so I, I. But I'll just throw out there that I did work at my Boy Scout camp for <laughs> uh, eight, eight to eight to eight or nine weeks every summer for four years. So uh, it was it was like a mini move almost. <laughs> I um, I didn't add. I don't know. I I would. I could count that. I didn't count the summer I studied abroad in my one of my moves because I didn't like move stuff. I just packed a suitcase, but I did have like a room there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not here to necessarily say this counts, uh, any of this counts, but yeah, worth putting it out there. It was also, it, I did have to set up like, I did have to set up like a whole living space. It wasn't that I like occupied, it wasn't like even prefabricated in any, I don't know, I assume like you didn't have to bring like a bed or anything to study abroad, although you don't have to do that for a dorm either. But um, yeah, I had to set up a whole, a whole tent, the whole tent, all my things. Oh, wow. The whole tent. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you the same question. Which move was the most physically taxing for you? Uh, that's almost certainly moving to New York. Um, because uh, I feel like I did it. I, I didn't hire. I didn't hire anyone to help. I had a couple of friends help. And my parents helped me pack up from my Cambridge apartment. Um, but then I did have to drive to New. I drove the truck myself to New York, the like U-Haul truck. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, although I made it, <laughs> and I had to drive. You have to drive it. Like honestly, the worst part is like, well, the highway is the highway is bad because you don't want to change lanes ever because like you can barely see the cars around you. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's like why I think truck drivers, like I don't like driving near trucks when I'm yeah. on the highway because they might not see you and they'll just change lanes and whatever. And now I've driven a truck like that and I have no more sympathy for them, but I, <laughs> uh, I know the circumstance. And, um, I also feel like I remember moving out. I remember, I feel like moving out of my apartment in Cambridge, it was like super hot. And it also had to take place over a couple of days because, well, I actually took two trips to New York to like do the whole move. Like, I came down here once by myself with like a car or not by, actually not by myself. I think my friend, I did have a friend come with me. Um, 
but we just like picked up the keys, I feel like, or something. It was something like that where it was just like getting the keys, going into the apartment, unloading like a car full, but then like knowing full well I had to bring another car full and a truck full (laughs) of things. And uh, yeah, so that was probably the worst one. uh, What was the most emotionally taxing one? Um, emotionally taxing. <laughs> hey, this was your question. Uh, yeah, well, I was gonna, I have like, I, I know my mom sometimes listens to the podcast, so I don't know if she'll, how much she'll appreciate this, but it was probably the dread of moving back to my parents' house. <laughs> um, um, I don't, I don't, I feel like emotionally, I, um, I mean, probably moving to New York in, Probably like leaving Boston, not so much moving to New York was emotional. Like uh, in that way where you're like saying bye to so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving Worcester, I ended up not saying bye. Like I still talk to all the people I know from high school or whatever. Um, so that doesn't feel as like emotional. But like leaving Boston felt like, oh, th- well, you know, everything like like the ways I know people here, life is just going to go on. Like people at the doing improv and stand up comedy and things like that. Like that's not how I know people from my hometown, mm-hmm. but it's how I know people from Boston. And it's sort of, I guess that um, the emotional level is knowing that they're just like going to keep going on and you're just going to not be there anymore. And no one's going to think about you anymore. <laughs> Those kinds of things. Yeah. It's even sadder than I thought it was going to be when I started saying the statement. <laughs> I, um, it was also sad for me to leave Columbus uh, where I went to college and move out to New Jersey. I, I was very sad. It was emotionally taxing saying goodbye to all my friends. Yeah, um, it's, I think it's the only, it's the only time I've had leaving Boston. I had like a going away party at like a bar. And so the only time I've ever had that kind of experience in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, now let's talk about the physics of, or the, phys, the physics. I don't know if physics is the right word. Let's talk about moving the logistics of it. Um, when you move, uh-huh. How, how do I want to phrase this? Are you packing up everything? Or are you sorting through stuff and trying to get rid of it? Like, what? Um, I, I say I, I, I mean I get rid of some things, but I say I don't. I probably don't get rid of a lot because I don't like. I tend to be pretty practical about thinking about things. Like, I think about fitting everything in a truck or in a car or whatever. And a lot of times, like, I don't know, the stuff I'd throw, like, there's very few things I would throw away in my life that would be, like, big enough to make my move easier. <laughs> like, if, like, the next time I move, and I've actually been thinking about this, so I've been in my current apartment for uh, six years now, I guess, or going on my sixth year. Um, I think, something like that. But um, I know when I leave this apartment, there is a bunch of things I'm going to get rid of, but largely because I don't want to, I either want to get new ones, but I don't want to buy new ones now. Like I want a new mattress. I want a new TV. I want a new couch, but I don't want to buy any of these things necessarily. Although I am going to sign my lease for another year. So maybe it is time to buy some of them. (laughs) But uh, my thought is like, okay, well, if I move and I can throw out like my couch, my mattress and my TV, boy, that move is going to be really easy. Um, Which is one thing I did when I left 
Boston is I got, I like sold my TV before I left and I was like, well, I don't have to move this TV. And then I came to New York and I bought a new TV and it was very exciting. <laughs> um, I would say when you, you do move, you said you're going to throw out your TV. Don't throw out your TV. Sell it. That's a nice TV. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't throw it out. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's an okay um, TV. It's not really nice anymore, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good TV. <laughs> nice enough. Um, I, I guess I kind of think about it a little differently. I didn't move my couch this time because I hated my couch and I really wanted a new couch. Um, and as previously discussed, my new couch is coming this weekend. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I just, the old couch was fine, but one, I felt like it wasn't my choice to buy it. It was my roommate's choice to buy it because she had like very specific dimensions and it's not the couch I would have bought. And it also, the like slip cover wouldn't never stay on and I just didn't like it. I just didn't want to move with it. So I, that's like the only big thing I left. I pretty much brought everything else. Um, but um, in terms of, I, I think it's good to get rid of stuff when you move. When I was like packing up, I like got rid of, I'm pretty good throughout the year. If, if I decide I don't want clothes, I like will put it off to the side and try to get rid of it somehow. But there were clothes I got rid of. Um, I didn't go through my hanging stuff so much, but I went through like all of my folded stuff. Um, I got rid of some pots and pans that I've had since I lived in a house in college. Um, We got them in a yard sale and I've had them since then. Um, And it was just, it was time to let them go. Although I did keep one of the big ones Um, because I got new pots and pans for Christmas. Um, I got rid of some dishes that I didn't use very often. Um, I got rid of so much Tupperware. Um, because sometimes Tupperware gets gross and also it lost lids and I didn't need that much Tupperware. It's absurd how much Tupperware I had. Um, and then also, um, just like little knickknack things that as I was packing up, I'm like, I don't, I'm not emotionally connected to this anymore. Um, <laughs> like I've had joy. picture frames, it didn't spark joy. I am um, like picture frames that I've had since sophomore year of college. I was like, I don't, these are nice picture frames, but. I can buy new picture frames. Like I don't, I don't need yeah. these picture frames anymore. Um, I'm they're old, and so I um, normally I would donate them to like a Goodwill or something, or like send them home to Ohio to be like put in a garage sale. But this time I just put them in a box outside the apartment that said free. And some people took the picture frames and some of the stuff, which I felt good about because I didn't want to be wasteful. But also yeah. a lot of stuff isn't open right now to like donate to. Um, there's like so, a single place in New York to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going to, but people did take stuff. They took the pots and pans and. Um, yeah. I'm sure they did. Yeah. I think, a, I think a box that says free on it is going to get mostly taken unless it's like full of uh, VHS tapes or something. <laughs> yeah. I put some books in there that I had meant to sell at the strand, but I never quite got there. Um, and I didn't want to move with books that I didn't want anymore. Cause fun fact, I have lots of books. Um, and I don't think any of those got taken, which made me sad, but there also weren't like amazing books. So there weren't books I would have recommended. I mean, you were giving, you were giving them up. So I assumed you didn't like them very much. (laughs) Yeah. I will keep books. I want to either reread or like recommend to people to like take this book and read it. But, uh, there are some books that I would never read again. And if I had all the space in the world, I would keep them just to like have on the bookshelf, but they weren't. They weren't necessary. I got rid of some cookbooks that I didn't need, and they were cookie cookbooks. Um, I also, probably the most exciting thing I got rid of was my knife butcher, my knife block thing. I don't know if that's exactly what it's called, that I've had 
I'm pretty sure it was the same knives I've had since college. And I was like, no, I don't want these anymore. They were like, they, were, they weren't good knives. They didn't cut very well. And my mom, as a housewarming present, bought me a brand new set of knives and they cut so well. I love them. I'm looking at them right now and I want to show them to you, but they're, they're so nice. Um, You've showed them to me already. <laughs> I know, but I want to show them to you again. They cut so well. You um, can put them, put them in the picture. <laughs> Episode picture. Um, but I also, you know, there's some stuff that when you move, you're just like, oh, that's sad that I have to get rid of that. Um, oh, yeah. I like, can tell you the saddest thing I ever got rid of. What, what was the saddest thing you ever got rid of? When I was a kid... I used to play Legos on this one specific rug. Oh, no. And uh, one of my moves, I couldn't fit my rug into the thing, and I had to get rid of the rug. And now I I, I don't miss the rug, although when when now that you've just, like, brought up uh, getting rid of something you don't want to get rid of, like, now I think about the rug. <laughs> but it's okay. I don't know where the rug would be in my current apartment, so it's fine. <laughs> I... Um, and it was I, also a it was also a cheap rug. It wasn't like a yeah. nice rug. <laughs> I during this particular move, I got rid of um, this like nightstand that I've had since college. Um, and that one, I didn't feel too much attachment to getting rid of. Although I do think someone took it from when I put it out by the trash can, which made me feel good because I felt sad for it. But I got rid of my comforter that I bought when I moved to New Jersey, and I I'd wanted a new one. It didn't look as nice as it used to. And I put it in a trash bag. I said, goodbye. Thank you for your service. I hope someone takes you, although I don't think anyone did. <laughs> and said goodbye. And that was sad. It was sad. Oh. Oh. It's like your adulthood blankie. I know. But I didn't need it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, next time you move, uh -huh. would you do it yourself or would you hire people to help you? So I have hired people before, um, not for that move that I just described, but I've done it in the past. Um, I think I did it for just, I, only one move, I think, really. Um, when I moved from um, Alston, um, which is a part of Boston, to Cambridge, I had movers. Um, and I feel like that's the only, yeah, I think that's the only time I hired movers. Every other time I've just like sort of asked for help or done it myself or um something like that i think i usually have asked at least for a little help <laughs> from somebody um but uh if i did it again i would probably have movers do like all the work <laughs> just like hey pack up this apartment bring it somewhere else for me um, i yeah i don't think i'd ever want someone to pack up my stuff i don't want people touching all my stuff um but this last move i did hire movers because as previously stated about my move prior to this one, it was an absolute nightmare. Um, and just me and my mom, we just couldn't do it. So um, we hired movers. I, I, I will um, say I, I offered Emily my services, but she declined. Well, you, we would have had to get a truck. And I do appreciate that, but I have a lot of stuff. I'm just, I want everyone to know that, that I did offer my help. <laughs> Part of the problem was, like, as you said, the U-Haul situation. I can barely drive a regular car. The idea of driving a U-Haul throughout New York City, it was not, it could not have happened. And even with your help, there's a lot of stairs in my apartment. Um, 
I don't need an explanation for why you didn't ask for my help. I just want the listeners to know that I'm a helpful person. <laughs> Listen, I appreciated the offer. I did. Um, but they were amazing. Um, they, at one point, one of the people picked up two giant boxes of books without any help. And I was just like, what is happening? I could barely <laughs> just scooch it across the ground. Um, uh, they were respectful of all my stuff. Um, and it was, it was so amazing. Um, again, they brought all the stuff up. I, I am not a strong person and I had a dresser, um, that I just assumed would never be able to leave the apartment because it was too (laughs) heavy to move. Uh, and I swear one of them picked it up by themselves. Um, one of the very nice men. Um, however, um, I do want to say that the TV I currently own, I specifically requested this TV for Christmas one year because I wanted to be able to pick it up by myself. And I can pick up my TV by myself. Wow. I could have moved that. <laughs> um, I wonder if I can pick up my TV. Probably not. I could probably hold my TV. <laughs> um, I could show Matt my TV. Um, there it is. I could pick up that TV, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, um I just, I guess I think movers are, there are certain times you don't need movers. And, and there's certain times you just have to admit to yourself that there's just no way you can, you can lift up anything. Um, and I, I really liked them. They were also very nice and very helpful. Yeah. Um, movers, movers are good. Um, it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't yeah. want them to pack up my stuff. I don't um, know why. I would be, I would let them pack up, I would probably pack up a lot of my stuff, but I would, there's definitely things I would let them pack up. Anything that I thought needed extra care, I would pack up. Uh, Basically my Legos (laughs) and any of my, any of my like uh, electronic stuff. Because while they are gentle, like, I don't know, I would be even gentler with anything like my computers or my video games or my sound equipment or any of that stuff like it's all they're all my babies (laughs) in terms of electronics i don't have a lot of that kind of stuff like you do yeah however my laptop i didn't have them i I, that was my backpack that i carried myself (laughs) Um, and i need you to move this laptop (laughs) um it's the only thing besides my tv and they moved my tv um but when you move now let's talk about the, the casualties of moving um, has there ever been anything when you moved that you were just sad that got broke? That got or, broke. Um, I don't think anything's really broken. Um, no plates or anything? I don't think so. And even if they did, I don't care. <laughs> I don't have I don't have much that I have like I don't have much kitchen stuff that I have like an attachment to. I have a couple of cool steins for beer. Those are nice. Um, maybe I have a couple things that would be a bummer, but like most of the stuff that I have that I like really like. Here, oh, here's a here's a moving fact. This is um, perhaps of interest in this topic and about me. But I am huge um, in keeping the boxes for things. I did know that. And. Um, I will keep the box for any anything that I think I'll need to move one day or like doesn't like eventually have like either its own case or like a box it can be put in or like like a 
like a plastic bin it could be put in. I will keep the box. Um, and for some reason, I get a lot of shit about this from some people. But I'm like, if you move uh, 12 times in your life, you learn to keep the boxes for things so that you can like more easily pack them up, stack them in a moving truck, like make sure they don't get damaged. Um, and like a box, well, it does take up more space like some amount of space like not really i don't know i just throw all my boxes i have like a closet that's like basically just got boxes and coats in it <laughs> and it's not the worst thing in the world and then like when i want to pack up all my stuff i get to like put them all in boxes and um you know i keep like the the foam that like goes inside of them too so then like uh like i have a like i have a desktop computer for instance and i um i have like the foam thing to keep that from like getting jostled around in a box um, or like my fan that I just bought the other week that I talked about on this podcast, I have a box for that. So I can like throw the fan in a box when I, when I don't need it anymore or when, like when I don't, it's not in use. Um, and I... all my, all, a lot of my nice like kitchen things, like I've got like sake glasses that I really like. Those have their own box they go in. And so they're going to stay nice and safe in them. <laughs> so I don't keep boxes. Um, I don't like, I have I think most people would say I have a lot of clutter and I have a lot of stuff, but I don't like extra stuff that's in the way. Um, and I find boxes to be in the way. Sometimes I will keep them like, I think my mixer still has it. I have like a little hand mixer that still has a box, but that's more because it, I can put all of the pieces of the mixer together. Um, but I don't keep boxes. So like my microwave, we had to wrap up and put in an individual box. Um, uh, Oh, my, old, my microwave was, it, my microwave definitely had a box. I kept that box and I moved, I moved my microwave around several times in, in its box. <laughs> my microwave box is long gone. Um, so I don't do that. Um, I have a bunch of mugs that probably came with boxes, but definitely don't have those anymore. I have one figurine that my mom got me. That's like of this mother and daughter, um, that I do still have the little box too. Hmm. Wow, something that you find precious, you kept the box to. Interesting. <laughs> but I, also, there's other stuff I find precious that I didn't keep the box to. I actually don't 100% know why I've kept that box. Oh, I know why. It's because okay. I use it as a stand for, like, levels of decorating. Mm. So, like, I'll put stuff on top of it so you can see shorter stuff behind stuff. Yeah. But I, I just keep it. Um well, let me let you know that if you keep boxes for things, stuff doesn't break when you move it. <laughs> um, so in this move, the thing that I was saddest that broke was my own fault, and it wasn't even packed up yet, and I'm still really sad about it. I had, was going through my plates to be like, these are the ones I'm keeping, because my mom was helping me pack up the kitchen, and I was like, these are the things I'm keeping, these are the things that are not being kept. And um, I put these, um, there were these silly alpaca llama plates that were Christmas themed and then I had this like mini fruit bowl that had like stylized fruit on it and it was so cute and I put it on the chair and I went to move the chair for some reason and all of the plates fell to the ground and broke huh. it was um, my own stupid fault you should have uh, you should have re-put them together like Kylo Ren's helmet I did the llama plates I was like these are fine I can I can say goodbye to these. But the fruit bowl, I literally did put the two big pieces. There was a few smaller pieces, so it wasn't salvageable, but I like put them together and just like held it. 
close to my heart. I um, I feel bad for you. I only wish that you still had the boxes for those things so you could have packed them but, immediately into them and not put them in a precarious situation. One, I, the fruit bowl, I got at a yard sale and it never had a box. So that does not apply. Well, and the, I, feel, I feel bad that the original owners threw that box away and did not provide you with the box. Um, I did keep the llama plate box for a long time, but I think it was in my way and I was annoyed by it. So I threw it away. But anyways, I'm, I'm still sad about my fruit bowl. I'm sorry. May it rest in peace. It's okay. I have two other fruit bowls that I used to, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, but just moving, I guess to wrap up, moving is bittersweet. It's really hard, both physically and emotionally. Um, and there's so many different complicated pieces and parts of it. Are you going to rent a truck? Are you going to rent move? Are you going to get movers? Are you going to keep everything? Are you buying new stuff when you move? Um, Maybe that's why I buy a new TV whenever I move to make something worthwhile. <laughs> I get to look forward to that TV shopping experience. Um, also, in this climate right now uh, of a pandemic, uh, it's been very difficult to buy a couch. There was two on Ikea that I liked but they're not doing deliveries. Um, and picking it up without a car seemed too complicated. And, and then so many things get such bad reviews. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I was looking at like Target and Wayfair of like all this furniture and like half the comments were like, it's way smaller, it's really cheap, don't buy this. I, I, I never know what to trust if I should trust those or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't either. I'm hopeful the couch I got was good. Um, although I also did buy a nightstand that I'm going to have to put together myself. And I have high hopes for myself. Wow. Um, I do put together a lot of stuff. So I, I, I do buy, I buy a lot of stuff that I don't like. A lot of my furniture I don't have a great attachment to because I put it together either from ikea or um some other cheap place so like i don't care about it that much <laughs> uh like my couch that you broke um you know i don't have to i don't have to think you stress out about it way more than i do i just i broke your couch yeah i was being okay. silly with tea deck tea it rolled away i stood up i sat down and it broke it's okay it's okay so i just i I feel it whenever I see your couch. Um, um, the, 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 the weights that I use to balance my couch out are still there to this day. <laughs> uh, um, um, yeah. Well, anyways, moving sucks. I hate it. Moving, That's why I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. I don't know. That's also partly why I stayed so long at that last apartment. Beyond the fact that I truly did love my room. The rest of the apartment was nice, but I loved my room was the idea of moving was annoying. Um, but, yeah, that's moving. And that's why I was curt to Matt last week, and I apologized to him. <laughs> but I didn't know how to say, hey, stop talking. This is going to be my topic next week without being rude, apparently. <laughs> hey, shut up, all right? <laughs> uh, <sighs> okay. Well, I'm glad we got to – I'm glad I eventually got to talk about it, and I just – it wasn't one of those things that uh, – you're just going to always be curt to me from now on. <laughs> no. You're, you're encroaching upon my topic. Mm -hmm. I'll know next time that you're curt to me that I'm stepping on topic toes. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
I'm liking my new place. I'm going to really love it as soon as I get my couch. Yeah. Matt knows because I brought this up so many times. I really wanted a couch. Keep stopping me with that couch. <laughs> um, all right. Are you, do you think you're done with talking about moving? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, then I will say topic complete. Topic done. Um, oh. Do you have anything do you, have any- you want to plug? <laughs> I do not. Do you? Um, no. I think I'm good. Um, okay. Uh, listeners out there, if you are not already subscribed to TBD, please uh, subscribe through whatever app you use. And, and, you know, set up like that auto download. That's a cool little fun thing. Um, and uh, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and write a review or Stitcher or whatever other thing that you um, listen to us from. Emily, do you have something you want to say? Yeah. I have a correction. Oh, okay, or, we have corrections. I guess. I don't know if it's a comment correction. Um, so this is from a while ago, but I, um, I haven't read them in a while. But um, we have one from Katie Abate-Lewin. Um, okay. It's from the anxiety and fear episode. Um, and uh, it goes like this. Uh, it's directed to me, M. Uh, Katie says, I am very much with you about anxiety related to athleticism. After I told my story about how my only athletic achievement in life was related to my anxiety of falling and hurting myself. Um, (laughs) Katie says, in elementary school, I would go to the bathroom every time I was up in kickball. And when we did mandatory, and when we did a mandatory ropes course unit, I told them I had my period probably six times a month. Lol. Very (laughs) unpopular opinion. I hated gym class. And Katie, from my perspective, that's not an unpopular opinion. I hated gym class. Um, both in terms of athleticism. And there was also this um, one kid who every day for 10th grade in gym called me Sarah, and I corrected him so many times. Um, I'm like, it's Emily. Um, and <laughs> this is a, so I a have classmate? negative associate. What? This is a classmate? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's Emily. I think he was the grade above me or below me. I can't remember. but mm. um, I like gym class just fine. I, didn't, I don't think I ever loved it, but I also never hated it. I did like archery. Archery was good. <laughs> we did archery unit in elementary school. It was fine. I think we did. I think it was just in elementary school. I don't really remember. I, I, did you have gym every day or once a week? Or how did that work? Um, in high school, I'm pretty sure it was every day. I feel like I only had it like once a week. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, it was a half of a year. Hmm. But every day. It was like my third period class or something. I don't don't really remember. I don't feel like it was every day, but maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Someone I went to high school with, if you're listening, shoot us an email at tbdpodcast at gmail.com, which is exactly how Katie got us that correction um, or comment. Yeah, shouts to Katie. Shout out to Katie. Shout out to Gmail. Thank you for giving us an email address. (laughs) Um, And uh, I think that's it. I already gave my subscribe uh, spiel. Uh, um, I started posting on Instagram again, so you can go check out our Instagram, <laughs> TBD Podcast. I should be taking pictures of teas. I always forget. This whole socially distanced tea thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, not any, there's no tea pics, I don't think, up there right now. Uh, although I have, I've occasionally taken pictures of my tea. I did not remember to do it this week. but I also have. I haven't in a while, but... Um, I did last week. I, I took a picture of the beat one from last week. I could post oh. that on Instagram right now if I wanted to. I have an in-person correction. My mom said we should have made a bigger deal of the fact that you ended up liking the tea that you were dreading to drink. About the beet, the beet, the beet tea. one? Yeah. 
I I tend to like things I dread, so <laughs> it turns out I shouldn't dread so many things. Uh, speaking of anxiety and fear, I shouldn't have so much anxiety over uh, things I haven't tried yet. <laughs> um, okay, we've been rambling on a bit here. So, I've been Matt Armando. I have been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily! Thank you. Bye. Bye. We miss you.